dead, Alex. He's dead. It's over. I don't know what you're saying. He's dead. Just leave me alone. It's over, Alex. Get out. Over. <laughs> Alex. Get out. It's over, Alex. I killed him. Alex. Please, calm down. Don't come near me. Come on, Alex. Come. It's all over. Now we can never do anything to you again. Come. You bitch, you're crazy. I'm gonna drag you to shreds. It's me. It's me, Mary, your friend. I'm on your side. I killed him, Alex. It's finished. It's done. You went and murdered my family. God damn it, my family. There was nothing I could do to save them. It was just you. Alex. Everything is gonna be okay from now on. Please, Alex, trust me. Calm down. Welcome to the Blind Rage Podcast. This is Brandon Ford. And hi, I'm Cracking a Fat. I'm Tony the Tiger, a.k.a. the oh. Thunder from Down Under. Learns like new every day, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the American audience is not going to know what that means. And I'm not going to tell them. All right. Because... That is, as Tony would say, quite rude. <laughs> Although we would say crude. You prude. Whatever. <laughs> but this is the Blind Rage Podcast, and this week we are doing a little new French extremity, which we haven't done since we did Inside. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we are doing High Tension. Christmas AKA, all over again. A.K.A. Haute Tension. Um, directed by, it's, I can never say it correctly, but it's Alexandre. Oh, that was pretty good. Alexandre Aja and, um, starring Cécile de France and May Wen, who is supposedly a singer, but I could, I could never find any of her music. Yeah. Did she produce music for Madonna? Did she? I thought she was a singer. <laughs> no, that was Mirawas. <laughs> Midway. Oh, God. You know, sometimes your jokes just don't land, you know? So, yeah, before we get into the movie, I'm going to get the plugs quickly out of the way. I would like to encourage everybody to please check out my books in hardcover kindle and paperback editions on amazon.com by typing in brandon ford into the search engine you'll also find my author page which you can subscribe to in order to receive email notifications whenever i have a new release i have several titles available in audiobook format via audible 
If you don't already, please follow me on Instagram at writerbrandonford. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Letterboxd at Brandon Ford. You can follow Tony on Letterboxd at Tony underscore the underscore bear. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, critiques, suggestions, recommendations, feel free to email me directly at blindragepod81 at gmail.com. Please don't forget to stop by the official Blind Rage Podcast Facebook page to like and subscribe. Last and most importantly, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Blind Rage Podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. Amen. I uh, I was going to well I was going to mention the YouTube channel but by the time this comes out that'll be very old news. Oh uh, well, that's fine. <laughs> you can still mention it. There's mm. also a YouTube channel. Well, the channel. Blind Rage <laughs> podcast has a YouTube channel now for back and um current episodes yes. of the podcast for people who don't know how to find podcasts and believe it or not there are some of them out there even though so many people are on spotify they don't know yeah isn't that unusual no well um you know some people just uh can't pinpoint it down although hopefully one day soon uh youtube develops itself where you can play stuff and use your phone at the same time i think that'll be the real breakthrough moment for youtube (laughs) Not not to say they're mm. struggling, but that's something people are complaining about. Are they? <laughs> Just I random people. Not aware. <laughs> yeah. And are their names Mitchell and Dakota? <laughs> I felt like actually, as I was saying it, I actually felt like your president when he, when he would just say, "People are saying," and then not even say who's saying. <laughs> Why would you even mention that? <laughs> no, I just, it, it was just the image, that voice came into my head as I was saying it. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, turn the page. Yes. So, what have you been watching, listening to, reading lately? Talk to me. Uh, my inner thoughts. Um, no, I recently rewatched Roman Polanski's uh, Rosemary's Baby and uh, mm. enjoyed that again. The first time I saw it, I was young, uh, like in my teens. So it was sort of the first exposure to horror that was more uh, atmospheric than gore. Um, Because even like The Exorcist of the same time was quite, you know, it had gore moments. And um, uh, whereas I appreciated it more this time. Not that I, I liked it the first time, but I appreciated it a lot more this time around as well. And uh, really enjoyed the, um, uh, I really enjoyed the dream sequences and how he uh, used objects to sort of um, transfer you to other places. Uh, and the other movie I watched was Elvis with um, Tom Hanks and Austin Butler. You mentioned that before. I spoke to you about it earlier, but not not on record. <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> I swear on my life. Mm. Uh, um, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> uh, and I enjoyed that. That was it was it's a very Baz Luhrmann film. So if you're not into Baz Luhrmann, don't don't watch it. Uh, but don't go expecting something different. If you know if if you're going in for an Elvis movie, don't be like, oh well, this is very over the top. It's 
<laughs> very style over substance because that's exactly what you're going to get. Mm. And how about Any you? Any nudity? No, you get to see a bit of hip gyration just through pants. But other than that, no mm. nudity. I mean, no, ah. not even in Rosemary's Baby, which I... There's nudity in Rosemary's Baby. No. <sighs> Nothing gratuitous. Not nudity that you would want to see. <laughs> I, I, don't, I really don't like that movie at all. How's was that? Primarily because of Mia Farrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I thought she was awful, and I, I just I could not stand her. Well, you might, because as I was watching it, her voice and delivery, and a lot about her, it reminded me of, actually, of Gwyneth Paltrow. So I could imagine... No, 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 no that's no, how no. I... <laughs> her whiskey no. voice. And, uh, uh, um, she was such a dip. <laughs> so I kind of feel that. Is one of my, the book is one of my all-time favorites, though. Yeah. I love that book. Was there a sequel to the book? <laughs> Unfortunately, there is, and it's off. Oh, okay. And it was the last book that Ira Levin wrote before he passed away. <gasps> okay. So that was his swan song, Son of Rosemary. Yep, yep. And <laughs> it's so stupid. But you're not going to read it, and I don't think anybody else yeah. is going to read it either. But it has one of the worst endings in any book I've ever read, ever. And the ending is, it was all a dream. Okay. Not only was Son of Rosemary all a dream, but Rosemary's, Rosemary's Baby. Baby was all a dream. Hmm. And... The reason why the building that they moved into was called the Brams was because before she went to bed, she was reading Dracula. Okay. It was so stupid. <laughs> it was a bit of a letdown. Uh, quite, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it takes it takes a uh, place... Um, like a couple of... Because what happens is she does um, take on the role as his mother, but I guess she steps out of line with the coven, and they do something to her to put her in a coma. Yeah. And she wakes up from the coma several years later, and he's a very powerful political figure. So like Omen 3? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't not good yeah but yeah i i do i do love the, the original rosemary's baby i've read that book several times is it also called rosemary's child in some places not that i know no, that's all right i i because for some reason i thought the sequel was called rosemary's child so i looked that up but it only came up with rosemary's baby and i thought maybe well there was a tv movie sequel called look what's happened to rosemary's <laughs> <Okay>. baby <laughs> i think patty duke was in that whatever happened to rosemary's baby <laughs> um but as for me i watched a movie uh, huh. It was not good, and it was called 
Stranger in the House. Okay. Which didn't even go with the premise of the movie at all. Um, but it's about this... It was very... I suspect it was a uh, TV movie. like Because it had a very Lifetime movie feel to it. Yeah. But it's on Tubi. And I was going to watch it there, but then I found an audio-described version on Audio Vault, so I listened to that. And it's about this... Well, there's a whole big, long backstory with the lead character's father, which I won't get into. But he has an accident, uh, the mother dies, he's wheelchair-bound, and... Um, she needs to, the daughter needs to hire a full-time caregiver because she and her husband are going away on their honeymoon and they're going to be gone for a month. Yeah. And this very young, attractive woman moves in. And when they come back from the honeymoon, they come to find that they've married. And it's quite clear that this girl is... Anna Nicole Smith and <laughs> him. Now I'm and saying she a gold digger. <laughs> things kind of spiral out of there, but it's all very predictable, and it just was very poorly done. Mm. Um, how does it spiral? Not very. What about spiral? No, how does it spiral? Like, does Anna Nicole start like killing people off or? Yes, okay. <laughs> kind of. Well, it's not violent, but there is some murder and some betrayal and some plotting. Yeah. Like I said, it's very made-for-TV movie-ish. Yep, yep. And sometimes that can be fun, but sometimes not so much. And um, I also watched one of your favorites, mm-hmm. 2009's Orphan. Ah, a, a better stranger in the house then. A better one, I would say, yes. I didn't realize that the lead actress was, um, what's her name? Is it uh, Eva something? Uh, as Is in the Eve? mother or Vera? The mother, yeah. Vera Flamita, Vera. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she yeah the uh, mother from Bates Motel. I didn't realize that was her. Yeah, and in The Conjuring. I uh, I think that's right. Yeah. Yes, is that the one with Patrick Wilson? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Your favorite. <laughs> Patrick Wilson. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um. Um. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed Orphan. I'd never, I'd never seen it before. Um, oh, I'm glad you liked it. And yes, I really I enjoyed it very much. And it was uh, very, very tense in certain moments. I definitely didn't see the twist coming. Well, my sister told me the twist, <laughs> so I was a bit oh. like, <laughs> there was no shock for me. <laughs> Why would she do that? That's Evil. Well, because she really liked the movie. <laughs> so that means you have to spoil yeah. it for everybody. You know what this fucking drove me crazy? 
I when I first got into Melrose Place, which was like 20 years after the fact, and I was getting the DVDs from Netflix, I also got a friend of mine into it, and he started getting the DVDs from Netflix, and he started getting really into it. And, like, I would message him back and forth, text him to see, like, where he was, mm. and he would be like, saying what his thoughts were on whatever episode and then he would tell me that his boyfriend who had watched it when it originally aired was like ruining everything for him oh, and I was like what the yeah, fuck yeah. Um, I mean I can understand that happening once or twice but once like you should realize that um, you shouldn't be talking about stuff you've seen with someone who hasn't seen it <laughs> well he would tell me like about a character and I was like oh wait until you see what happens and then he would be like I know so and so told me yes. and I was like what the but yeah uh, and he didn't seem annoyed I was more annoyed <laughs> yes. than he was um, but yeah Orphan I, I, I did enjoy very much um, I don't know if the prequel is going to be any good or if it's ever even going to happen. I think it's in production. I think so. Well, according to Wikipedia, but it's, wasn't, it hasn't it been in production for a while. Yeah, but it might've been held up through COVID or something. Hmm. I don't really think it needed a prequel. And plus, so girls like 25 now. <laughs> well, um, I saw her recently in Escape Room tournament of whatever. And she still looks, you know, the the young prepubescent. She look. still looks nine years old? Yeah. Well she could play a six year old really, if it's gonna be a prequel. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. I mean, I don't know what the prequel's gonna do. Uh I've I've said I'm not really a huge fan of of prequels. No, I don't like them either. I mean... So... I guess... Yeah. yeah. Um, I could sort of allow for, say, a, um origin story. But I don't even know... Yeah, I wouldn't even say I like that in horror anyway. I mean, I, I never watched the Leatherface origin story just because I really couldn't be fucked. <laughs> Okay. All right. Oh, well, I watched it once. It was okay. Okay. And it wasn't so great that I felt compelled to watch it again. The acting was a bit better. Oh, okay. Cause see, yeah, I yeah, the prequel that they did to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre with um. I didn't really like um, That's what I'm talking about What yeah, are you talking yeah, about No 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 I thought there was one where they looked at him as a child And I thought it was called Leatherface Oh yeah that one yeah. No I saw the one Yeah the prequel No I never yeah. saw that one No I couldn't be bothered with that one And and I think because I didn't really enjoy the one The prequel to the Jessica Biel one yeah, well, I think the Leatherface one was supposed to be a prequel to the original. 
like that that was like the origin story. What the fuck does it even matter? Yeah, no. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> I mean, those they're, they're all over the place. You don't know what is what anymore. And they're not good anyway. I mean, sometimes I feel a character can be more interesting for not having an origin. You know, uh, people might say that that was the, you know, uh, worst thing about the uh, Rob Zombie Halloween is that people didn't really care to go oh, see into was... his <laughs> backstory. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, well, I wouldn't say the worst thing. <laughs> There's a lot of bad stuff in that movie. On the list um, of bad things. <laughs> it was among a list of many. Yes. Um, but I like the way the origin story was told throughout the series, like in A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, um, yeah. Because they didn't have a prequel, but yes. you learned more and more about Freddy that, as the yeah, movies went on. Where you're fed driplets throughout the um, episodes mm-hmm. as opposed to just getting a full yeah um, 90 minute origin story I mean I was on a message which was board. what I remember that um, they were going to do with the Blair Witch Project and I was like Ugh. <laughs> thankfully that didn't come to fruition yeah because I really didn't care care <clears throat> No, uh, although I did, I didn't mind the sequel, The Book of Shadows. <laughs> was that one? Was oh, I, li- I love, the, I love Book of Shadows. Um, but the Blair, the one's just called Blair Witch. I thought was awful. Yeah, I couldn't be bothered to watch that because um, not not that I hated the Blair Witch Project. I have a, a big respect for it because I sort of see it as the one that opened the door to a, a new genre of horror. Um, but it's not in my top ten or top twenty. Or fifty. It was well well down to them for um, giving the audience something new. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, are we about ready to? Yes. Attention. Yes. All right. So this is the unrated version. Uh, if you're watching along. So. Alright, we are going to begin with a three count. Here we go. Three, two, one, play. Alright. Um, so, yeah, as I've said to you before, and as I've said elsewhere before, I have a love-hate relationship with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I think it is... A, oh, wait, this... Hold on. Mm-hmm. This logo right here... Uh, this distributor... Um, they did a couple of other uh, new French extremity movies. Okay. I think they might have done Irreversible. I don't know. But every time I hear that little jingle, I think of this. Um, but, yeah, so... Yeah, I have a love-hate relationship with this. I think that there... It, 
it's exceptionally well done and photographed and performed um and all the little easter eggs throughout the film that hint at what is really going on mm -hmm. i think are really really intelligent it is just a shame that the entire premise had to be ripped off of dean coons um and if you've read Intensity or you've seen the miniseries, it's undeniable. Um, and when the accusations first started coming out, I think he was he was um, accused pretty early. I think it was at the Sundance Film Festival, and he said no, he'd never read it. And I guess people were kind of like, "Come on," <laughs> and. Then he finally admitted to it. Um, but, you know, Dean Koontz did not pursue any any lawsuits or anything like that because he would have... That would have meant he would have had his name on the movie. Yeah, because I thought and he hated he the hate, movie. Yeah. He did. He hated it so much he didn't want any affiliation with it whatsoever. So that's why he didn't, he didn't pursue any... I wonder if he would have hated anything. it had it not been based on his novel um I don't know whether he couldn't separate that feeling of this is my work um bastardized I you know what I thought would have been a good way of covering tracks well I don't know how legal this would have been but in the very beginning in one of the fir very first shots of when you see Marie all bandaged and she's sitting on the bed right before she says, um, are they recording? Um, I think it would have been a good uh, idea for her to have a copy of Intensity sitting next to her. Uh, yeah. And that's where she got the whole idea from. Yeah. Um, but that would suggest that she's faking the multiple personality. What? There's no multiple personality. But does she not... I feel that she doesn't realise that the guy isn't real. That the killer... Um, that she doesn't realise that she's the killer. But to have that book sh there would show that she did know the whole time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what her what her diagnosis is. Um, you don't you don't know anything. And as Alex put it in the commentary, what really happened is a is another movie. Okay. Um. So, all of this is just is her version of the of the story. Yeah. Um. So no, that guy never existed. She didn't think that she was him. She just made up. Um. Uh, a maniac who had had done all these crazy things, as opposed to her. Um. Because I guess ultimately she planned on killing Alex, um, because 
Alex didn't love her. Yeah. Well, Alex is very straight. Quite. Well, and the other thing, too, that you really don't know, or you don't know at all, is if they even know each other. If they know each other? Yeah. You don't know that. Yeah, but they have a photo together. No. Marie said they had a photo together. No, but you see the photo. Again, this <laughs> is be, yeah, what yeah, happened. Yeah, 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 that's true. This is what she said happened. This was a very, I think, this was a very popular Italian song. Okay. I feel like the woman voicing Marie's reminds me of Penelope Cruz. <laughs> it's, that's her. Oh, really? That's Cecile de France. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's another actress doing uh, Alex. Yeah. See, um, when this, we didn't get it here until 05. Uh, it came out originally in 03. And then it came out on DVD overseas. And there was an uh, overseas DVD that had a totally different dub. Okay. And it was all, they were all American actors. And that one I preferred. Okay. Um, I think Cecile's accent is a little too thick. Yeah. And it, um, having her do her own voice as opposed to, and, and, with, and having an American actress do uh, Mae Wen's voice, I don't think it really gels. Yeah. I have a feeling that that head was already positioned there and what he threw out was another one and it probably rolled off camera or something because it's positioned a little too perfectly. Well, yeah, but... And you notice that the head kind of looks like Alex? Yes. No, Marie. Oh, sorry, yeah, Alex. <laughs> sorry about that. No, but in saying that, uh, I think that um, him dropping the head and then them setting up the camera for the next shot wouldn't have been... You know, seconds from each other. He could have dropped the head and then, you know, crew picked it up and put it somewhere else and then... I think I think it was already there. Yeah. And the one that he, he dropped, a crew person probably ran and got it before the camera panned down. Cecile I don't like this song at all. Reminds me of like a um, an Anglo version of Jada Pinkett. Um, but see, that's the thing. If you look, when you look at her, because um, there's on the DVD, there's interviews with her, and she's got long hair. Um, she's got a cowboy hat on. She's very pretty. Yeah, I think she's. Um, but they made her look very mannish. Yeah. Which works. And she, she even, she doesn't, she's not wearing any makeup. She's got close cropped hair. She's wearing a man's t-shirt. Her, she's kind of jacked mm. a little bit. And she underwent two months of training. Um, with a, uh, 
a Taekwondo fighter or something like that okay. to get in shape. Um, and it wasn't just for the sta for her to have uh, her stamina up because of, there's a lot of physicality in the movie, but um, he also wanted her to have a specific look. He didn't want her to look feminine. Yes, yeah, and she doesn't. Um, no. But... Um, I liked that they meshed a bit of French in with the, with the um with the English, um, but on our DVD cover it shows, and I feel like it sort of ruined um the twist. It shows Cecile holding the buzzsaw. Yeah, I think you have the same one that we do. But in saying that, like uh, I think that. Uh, that's not a buzzsaw. That's a fucking concrete yeah, saw. Sorry, yeah, sorry, um, That thing is scary. Yes. Uh, but I think that all of the training she went to, she was able to hold that quite with menace. And <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a very powerful image. It didn't look like she was struggling with it. Well, there's, an there's another... Um, there's a few different covers that I've seen. There's another one with... Um, it's just her standing and holding the post um, oh, wrapped yeah, yeah. in barbed wire. Yeah. Um, and then there's another one where she's kind of crouched on the floor, hugging her knees. And she's kind of looking off to the side. Yeah. See, I think um, uh, the barbed wire one might have worked better for not giving away... I don't know. <laughs> ah, oh, so she's suggesting that her family aren't locals to France. No. I remember I saw this in theaters when it first came out here. In French? No, it was it was this it was this dog. Okay. There there are two different dubs. There's one I think it's which is the one that we're watching now that has a mix of uh French thrown in like when um I think the villain's cursing. French, yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's another one that's just all English. Yeah. There is a French version. And then I'm there's not like the... mistaking myself. <laughs> no, there's a oh, French good. version. Yeah. It was originally shot in French. Yeah. 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 Um, and then there's the one that I told you about that was released overseas. Yes. That has all American actors. And um, um, what do you call it? Um, it was also released as Switchblade Romance. Okay. In certain territories which is an awful title yes <laughs> yeah I was surprised for a foreign film when I went to see this how many people there were in the theater okay yeah uh, what was the audience like very rowdy, very yeah. horror movie audience. Yeah, yeah. 
No, because I could imagine there being a difference between people who watch watch French cinema and people who watch horror movies. <laughs> and I could imagine people going in thinking it's a French, you know, cinematic would be quite no, quite distraught. <laughs> I think no, I think people thought it was a horror movie. They just didn't know it was a French horror movie. Okay. Did you end up watching, um, I fucking forget the name. I think it's called Whatever Doesn't Kill You. And it's a, it's a lesbian horror movie. But it's no, sort I of, uh, some similarity to this, but, um, the one doing the killing isn't, uh, um, confused about who's killing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's fully intending on killing her boy, her girlfriend. Yeah. That would have been an interesting um, uh, plot element if they there had been a male character. Um, if uh, Alex was with somebody. Yeah. Well, do you think that um, Cecile is ashamed of her lesbianism? Or... I don't know. Just because... It's hard to say because she's... She can't really say that she's in love with um, Alex because that would be the same as admitting that she was the one who did everything. Yeah. Um... So, no, just just because of how the uh, the villain comes along as she's flicking her beam. Well, another um, Easter egg that I liked about that. Well, first of all, who masturbates at somebody else's house when well, you're visiting? Well, I wouldn't masturbate with the, my headphones on. No, that's weird too. Just, I would be. Well, I guess with a wo- with a woman, it's different because you no. Know, but what if you're like you know, rocking the, the bed, <laughs> like it's some loud oh, creaks gosh. and you can't hear it because you've got like doof doof. Like. Well, Easter eggs too. By the way, she was inspired to masturbate because she sees Alex in the shower yes. through the window. Yes. Um, so that got her kind of moist. And also the song that she's listening to while she's masturbating, they, it keeps saying, just another girl, that's what you are. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of little things in a movie that well, is de- so derivative of another work. There's a lot of really smart elements to it. See, this that's why I have a love-hate relationship yeah. with it, because I can't deny that it's a very well-made film. Well, do you think that her spying um, Marie... Uh, sorry, I'm going to keep fucking up the names because it's Maywen and Alex. Like, <laughs> um, Do you think that Marie spying Alex uh, and getting turned on by it was the same as Norman Bates spying... Um, Could have been. Marion. And then the other personality comes along and kills people. Well, 
No, because again, this this isn't what happened. What ha happened? <laughs> but this isn't what happened. M Marie didn't go to the stay with them. When was that explained? It wasn't explained. Okay, so it could be the fact that... It wasn't explained... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Outright. Um, outright. What again? What this is just every everything that you see up until the point when you see the the surveillance video of Marie killing the guy at the gas station, the gas station attendant. Yeah. This is all her word. Yeah, yeah. Everything, everything. You don't. She didn't go to. She didn't go to the house. She wasn't invited to the house. Mm -hmm. She didn't meet the family. So she could have driven up in the Citron and started killing people, is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. We don't know what really happened. The only thing that is true is what happens um, after the surveillance footage is revealed. Yeah. Um... Because like Book of Shadows, then, then you get I know. <laughs> that's why a lot of people hate that movie too. They didn't like the ending. I like yeah, the I ending like for that one. <laughs> I thought it was really uh, inventive. Um, no, but you, um, you, what you see after um, after the the surveillance video is is uh what happened because it's a mixture of marie's story and alex's and, story yeah. because it switches back and forth between alex with the saw yes um or marie with the saw and the guy with the saw yeah yeah um and also i think it's interesting too when the guy's chasing her, he's saying in a very menacing voice, I'm going to take care of you. Yes. But when she's chasing her, she's saying, I'm, I'm going to take, take care, care of, you. of you. It's like lovingly. Yes. Um, so. Yeah. And. Um, also in the beginning, when uh, you see, uh, what do you call it? Um. Marie stopped the car and tried to get help. She was playing that off uh, as if that were her, when it was really yes, it was really yeah. Um, Alex. Yeah, that was a dream of what had happened. No, it was a it was uh, of like in her memory. Yeah, yeah, it was Marie. It was Marie's version of what happened. Yes. There's her truth and the actual truth. Well, in the original version of the script, there it was supposed to be a straightforward slasher movie. There weren't, there wasn't going to be any twist. It was just going to be this crazy guy going after them. Really? Yeah. And then the script was rewritten, and. You weren't going to find out um, 
the, the twist wasn't going to be revealed until the very end. Yeah. So she was gonna she was gonna tell her story, and then after the police were going to show her the tape. Yeah. I, I actually And that's like, the way it was going to end. I like the placement of the twist and how that's... Yeah, me too. I think it works a lot better that way. But, um... I... I I've seen this movie a lot, but the one thing that always gives me fucking chills every time I see it is the last moment when... Alex is are you sure you can't see she can't see me and she knows she's there and then she reaches out and you hear the chain go taut yeah that was yes, fucking yeah, scary yeah. that I love that moment and the and the moment when she um chainsaws the guy or <laughs> concrete saws the guy in the car yeah yeah that was nuts well who turns off a car <laughs> these days They got a good Citron though. It's a very menacing. <laughs> like if I saw that on the road. It's like um the, the Jeepers Jeepers Creepers, Creepers. Yeah. yeah. What kind of dog is Hendrix? It kinda reminds me of a Saint Bernard's. But, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought, but he's he's a little too small to be a yeah, Saint Bernard. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it is a Saint Bernard's, but like of that. He might be a, a hybrid. <laughs> or maybe he's a puppy. I was actually reading a book that I won. Um, I shouldn't say reading because it's smelly pictures. About um, um, uh, interesting puppy friendships where it's like a dog and one of them was like a dog and a ferret and one was a, a German shepherd with a goose. you know. <laughs> and it reminds me of one of the uh, dogs that was in there. Mm. So once this starts, it really doesn't let go. No, it's it's pretty unrelenting. Um Unfortunately, when uh, Lionsgate picked it up to be released here, they had to cut it okay. for an R. Because when it was overseas, it was sort of it passed uh, all a certification. Yeah, got certification um, in all the other regions um, without any trouble. But of course, it was too, it was too violent yeah. for American audiences. See, and that's another thing that that this is another example, um, because people always say, "Fucking, oh, American movies and American fucking cinema is all about the violence, but the sex is always trimmed." Um, horror movies have been trimmed <laughs> yes. and cut down for decades. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, they're gory and they're bloody, and but you know, nine times out of ten, you don't see what was intended. Yeah. 
Because you better get that R rating. Or you used to. This is nasty. I feel, I don't know if, if it would actually happen. <laughs> but I could be very wrong. I'm not going to try it out. <laughs> no, I don't think you should do that. Like how much effort? I mean, I remember, um, and I didn't watch it myself, and I don't know why my friend watched it, but my friend in high school, he, uh, his brother accessed a, um, a beheading clip, and he was saying, yeah, he watched it, and it's, it's like, it, it took quite a few, like, hacks, it's not, a, it's not an easy cut. Hmm. In the Dean Koontz book, um, it takes place over things. <laughs> it takes place over Thanksgiving, and um, Molly Parker is the lead girl. I forget who the friend is, but uh, the friend invites Molly Parker's character to her family's house for for Thanksgiving. So the whole family's there. Mm. She's a brother who's like a piano um, prodigy. He's like a teenager. Um, there's a scene that's very similar with uh, the scene in the, in the gas station in the book where um, the killer is confronting the attendant who has a gun and he says, if you don't give me that gun right now, I'm going to shove every bullet up your ass. Hmm. And he shoves every bullet up his oh ass. There's also moments where, like the cat. There's also a lot of this cat and mouse where she's watching him. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't know she's there. Was and that the ending of Intensity, or what was the ending of Intensity? No, 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 yeah. no. Um, in Intensity, uh, the friend dies. I'm ninety-nine percent okay. sure that the friend dies, and who uh, Molly Parker is going to save is she's like 12 or she's like an adolescent girl that the killer she finds out that the killer has captive in his house yeah and he drives a big um, pickup uh, no it's like a, a motor it's like an RV um He's got a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, because he's got this big fortress of a house. Okay. Um, and, and he just likes I'm going not exactly, to people. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm not exactly I don't remember what the what the reasoning was. That's another thing too that irks me about this is is like the title. 
is also similar because you got intensity and you got high tension. Yes. It's the same syllables. So, well, you got tension and intensity. Yes. So you, it's like, it's almost like he's not even hiding it. <laughs> See, I, I don't know whether, um, I kind of give a pass and I, I know this is, I, I shouldn't. Um, with uh, foreign reinterpretations um, not being um, so close to the original texts because I think that you know when you when you um, speak and think in a different mind in a different language you can present different pieces of art no you can't get a pass on this it's too it's too close. Yeah. It's almost like the opposite of the shining where um they were named after each other but were too far apart. <laughs> well, and Stanley Kubrick had permission. Just like um Alexander or Alexandre Aja, um, you sound like you're choking towards the end. Like, don't get the word out. Well, that's the way you would <laughs> say it, Alexandre. <laughs> There's a huh. Um, he actually got permission to adapt horns. Oh, okay. So he didn't just steal that one. Mm. Oh well, is it? I I enjoy. Has Alexander then? <laughs> Sorry. Has he ever done like an original piece? Well, P two was meant to be, but it's not. P two. We had this oh, conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had this conversation about that because it's a total ripoff of a movie called Lower Level. Yep. Exact same premise. Which was uh, based on the Seinfeld episode. Yes. Yes, it was. Shut up. <laughs> and I, I think what I liked about this is because, um, you know, without realizing what the twist was, I found Marie to be such a a a, um, a good final girl. Like she was surviving and being thoughtful, and was an yeah. intelligent survivor. Yeah. I always love those close-ups of her um, when she's hiding and she's pinching her nose and covering her mouth. Mm. Um, so as not to be heard. Like covering every window. Um, she's covering it all. And her eyes are closed. Um, in the commentary, one thing that, um, I'm just going to call him the director, <laughs> said was that when they filmed the scenes outside, it was zero degrees Ugh. or close to it. And I don't know if that's Fahrenheit or Celsius, because they didn't say, but 
it was very, very cold and very uncomfortable mm. for everyone involved, uh, including the crew. I would say Celsius. And not just because French still in Celsius. Um, but it was it was minus four the other night here. And my um, shoulders felt like they were getting prickled into because part of my quilt had fallen while I slept. So for it to be zero Fahrenheit, I don't think <laughs> that'd be <laughs> managing steps. <laughs> mm. Well, you don't see uh, um, their breath, so... Maybe they sucked on ice. Maybe. Or would that have been CGI'd out? I don't think... I don't think they would have done that just at this time. I mean, to me, the the location looks very cold. Uh, But in saying that, um, I can easily be fooled. You know, you can make uh, Louisiana look cold. Do you know what movie really, uh, or when the French extremities really started? Um, I think it was with uh, Gaspar Noah's movies. Oh, okay. What, um, was it Dog Dog Two? Wasn't that him? <clears throat> no, that's the director of um, uh, The Lobster. Um, oh, the Greek. <laughs> it was like. Well, there were a few, there were a few um, kind of extreme French horror movies that came out in the 90s, but there weren't that many. Yeah. Um, But in the aughts, there was this, there was Martyrs, there was Inside, uh, there was Irreversible, um, Frontiers. Something really So a lot of them, Mm. a lot of them came out very close to each other so oh I always sort of wonder what uh, cultural click happens to create um, horror like that well just because like say for instance uh, just watching a documentary um, that a lot of American horror of the 70s was Affected by the Vietnam and Cambodian, Vietnam, yeah, you know atrocities, and even um, like apparently um, an element of Chainsaw Massacre was influenced by the um, there was a gas shortage, like a few, uh, you know, petrol shortage that's affecting people, and sort of that concept of you could easily be stuck out in the middle of nowhere because you run out of fuel. Mm-hmm. Well, there were also movies like Last House on the Left, too, that, um, well, I mean, there was, there were some Herschel Gordon Lewis movies before that, but they, they were gory, but in a campy kind of way. Mm. Well, apparently, um, uh, Last House on the Left was inspired by, uh, Wes Craven sort of seeing 
how the Americans um, mistreated people overseas. It was the concept of um, the horror being from what the victims could do at their worst point. That, you know, the horror of of that piece was supposed to be the parents becoming the chainsaw massacres at the end. That's, this right here, when the mother says why, Mm. that kind of reveals right there. Yeah, it's a good rewatch and go, oh. I was glad that didn't show the kid getting killed, but <laughs> I'm not a fan of children's mm. getting murdered. <laughs> mm. Oh, and I guess there was also Funny Games, which... Although, yeah. was that 97, 98? The original like, one yeah. was, yeah. Although that was filmed in Austria, wasn't it? Yes. So not a not a French movie. <laughs> no. Um, I could be, I could be wrong, but I think there is, isn't there a moment when it's after the, um, the gas station scene when, when Marie's driving his car and she finds the gun and she goes see it's not she finds it's not loaded and then it cuts to him and he's dropping the bullets out the window well if you look closely it's a woman's hand oh okay I'll have to look out for that again Yeah, it, it's their manicured fingernails. Yeah. It's very much a woman's hand. Manicured? That doesn't sound like, like a lesbian. I remember they had a bit of, from what I remember, they had a bit of clear um, <laughs> polish on them. Maybe they were still wet from the vag flicking. All right, settle. <laughs> If I'd like to stay in a secluded farmhouse. <laughs> no. I think I've just seen far too many horror movies. It's it's too it's too you're too cut off. 
I mean, I like the idea of the quiet, mm. but other than that, no. There, the, the the negatives outweigh the positives. I liked, uh, yeah, when I used to live in the hills, um, you could see your neighbours, you know, so <laughs> you don't feel as cut off, you know. Probably the um, um, cornfields doesn't help either. No. You might walk into he who walks behind the rows. <laughs> yes. If this van's a rocket, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I was trying to work out where he works, what the uh, business on his jacket is, but I can't really work it out. Um, I would say, well, it doesn't matter because he's not real. <laughs> um, but I would say like some kind of fucking mechanic or something. It's got like um, a, a emoji smiling. Kind of. You're talking about the killer, yeah. right? Um, I don't know, but apparently... He played a lot of villains in French movies, mm -hmm. and the direct the director really, really wanted him, and he was like, "No, I'm at an age now where I want to play like cuddly grandpas. I don't want to play bad guys anymore." Yeah, and it took some convincing, and finally accepted. The seal said he was incredibly sweet. Oh, that's nice. Well, I'm sure he is, you know. I remember the fucking Roger Ebert review of this that he wrote for the Chicago Sun-Times and he ripped it a new asshole. <laughs> and he didn't understand it either. <laughs> he didn't get the twist. He probably just didn't watch it to the end. Probably, probably not. Um, but he picked on the smallest, stupidest little things. Yeah. Um... I think I remember he picked on the sound that the knife made when oh, she God. took it out of the block. And the shot of the swing after um and the gas Marie attendant. gets up. Oh. Oh, okay. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. The swing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I never understood with Cisco and Ebert was they knew, especially in the early 1980s, that there was no chance that they were going to like any of these movies. Yet, 
they made it a point to review them. Yeah. Because they took such pleasure in ripping them apart. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I think <laughs> they are probably playing to their own audiences. Um, I guess. But in saying that, I've not said this before, but um, I think when it comes to um, like magazines and um, general publications, that I, I tend to think that their review sections is the most um, the part where they connect most with their audiences. And because um, I always remember, um, um, I watched this was a few years ago. I watched this very harmless um, English old lady movie um, you know where this woman has a divorce and uh, she has to she joins uh, like a ballet or something you know and uh, I bought the uh, TV guide for the for the week and uh, I saw the review on it and it gave it like one it was shredded to, sh- to shit and I kind of felt like oh, for such a harmless movie that this the <laughs> I thought that the review was quite unnecessarily cruel in what they were saying and it was actually the first time I was ever going to write to a <laughs> to a publication um, but didn't but then I was quite happy that the next week quite a few people had written in saying like what is wrong with you two <laughs> like, if, it's, oh. if it's not your type of movie then why did you have to go so cruel it was, it's, it was basically what I'm just saying it's just a harmless piece but in saying mm. that I haven't bought that TV guide anymore just to me, that was sort of showing that um, we're not on the same page in the type of movies that we like. Yeah. So if 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 a reviewer kept giving movies that I liked terrible reviews, like uh, you know, if I was watching horror and it was getting one stars, I'd stop watching that reviewer. It's it, we're obviously not aligned. But also in saying that, I think that as a reviewer, you need. Um, to have a level of empathy towards the people who would enjoy a movie, like just because a movie isn't your cup of tea. Oh, they 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 don't matter. No, you should you should no. be able to understand. Uh, you know, this is a good tense movie that would keep its audience entertained, whether you're not part of that audience. I just remember how disappointed I was when I found out about Intensity. <laughs> I do. Build a bridge. <laughs> I had two years yep, yep. of blissful ignorance. <laughs> no, I don't even think it was that long. It might have It might have been a year. I, had, I mean, uh, for me, I didn't... Enjoyed. I didn't watch the movie Avatar because I thought it was too similar to Fern Gully. I didn't watch Avatar because it was fucking Avatar. 
Well, everyone else is watching it, and I kept getting invited. And uh, that's all right, thank you. That's... I always liked the joke that um, Amy Poehler said about James Cameron at one of the um, uh, the Golden Globes. She was saying how um, Catherine Brigolo was uh, nominated for an award for Zero Dark Thirty, and she was like, "Oh." I haven't seen the movie, but I would trust the woman who was married to James Cameron for two years knows a few things about torture. Oh. Well, yeah, I mean, he did make Titanic. <laughs> well, apparently, like, uh, watching that documentary about um, Alien 2 that was on Netflix, he was a bit of a cunt to his um, staff, to his crew. There's a documentary about aliens on Netflix. Uh, the movies that made us. Oh. I love this part here mm. where it fills and she runs. See, she could have been running earlier. <laughs> she was tiptoeing. Yeah. She didn't want to be fucking heard. Ah, right there. Yeah, but now that it's silent, that's when she's running. <laughs> it's like... Well, she has no choice. I know. I don't know what this guy was thinking though. <laughs> About what? Well, I guess, uh. Well, he said. Well, uh, yeah. In having a multiple personality walking in the door. But I guess if this is the reality versus the other reality. But you don't know how yes. she walked in the door. Yeah. She probably walked in the door all crazy. Well, this is her walking in now, I imagine. But in now, she's panicked, and she's telling them to call the police. But the way she really walked in the door, we don't know. Yes, yeah. We just know that she fucking chopped him with an axe. Because they sell axes at gas stations. Maybe she had it on her. <laughs> oh, no, it's a French gas station. They sell everything. There's the hardware. French is so sexy. What is with this music? <laughs> A bit of bossa nova never killed no one. And why does everybody blame the bossa nova? Why? Mm. Why? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Because it doesn't defend itself against any accusations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it pleads the fifth. Is that what you're trying to say? Mm -hmm. Get on my germs on your glasses and put them back. 
is with a pre um, pre-COVID dance. <laughs> well, that's what I would assume that people who work in um, optical stores like spend all fucking day long cleaning and sterilizing glasses. Yeah, that must be so tedious. Well, if you're getting paid, um, I remember when <laughs> we were sort of early into the COVID. Um, pandemic and there was a picture of like a place selling masks and you could try them on <laughs> and it's like <laughs> this is stupid Crush on Jimmy? Well, he overkills him. And steps on his back and. Jimmy was okay. He was just doing his job. Well, poorly. I mean, I wouldn't have turned my back to this guy. <laughs> yeah, but he knows him. This is kind of like a little supermarket mm. as opposed to a fucking. No, well, I think it's a roadhouse. Gas station. A roadhouse? Yeah, as we'd call them. Because it's got like a little restaurant as well attached to it. A you know, diner? You know, like where Jennifer Jason Lee worked in um, The Hitcher? Yeah. Yeah. in this zero degree weather. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like the director and Cecile as we're watching this. Did you like the remake of The Hells of Eyes? I actually did, but I never watched it again. I watched it uh, once at the cinema, and then, um... You... I walked out on it. Oh, okay. What didn't you like about it? I don't remember. I just thought it was awful. Oh, okay. I was with my ex. Um... I don't know why I, I just I still remember this, because I, re I really wasn't liking it. I just didn't say anything. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I I went to his restroom, and I came back, and I could see like he had a look on his face, and I was like, what's wrong? And he was like, I'm really not enjoying it. And I was like, no, I'm really not either. Let's just go. And um, he was uh, he was like, do you want to talk to the manager to try to get your money back? And I was like, no, I don't do that. Did you enjoy the original? Not really. Oh, well, done. <laughs> um, I don't. No, I don't think I ever saw it. Okay. 
The only reason why I wanted to see this one, because this was before, this was during my blissful ignorance period where I didn't know about intensity. And oh, I just okay. wanted to see it because it was a new, a new movie by the same director. Yep, yep. So, yeah, that's why, that's, why about, why, that's why I asked about... That's why I asked about if he had written or done anything original because, you know, I just know him from this and um, Hills Have Eyes and... Didn't he do Piranha? He did Piranha. Mm. Uh, Mirrors. Oh, with Kiefer Sutherland. I think. Oh, okay. Was that a Japanese remake? I don't fucking know. It was during the J-horror. Pretty much everything yeah. that he does is derived from someplace. Yeah. Which is fine in my... But he has done he has done French movies before this. Okay. I just don't know what they what what they're about or Oh, Madeline. What kind of movies they are. They might be shorts. I have no idea. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, is that one of the... No. It could be. I wasn't sure if that was a squat toilet. What the fuck is a squat toilet? Uh, they're just the holes in the ground, and you... Oh. They're more popular, like, in, um... India? This yeah, is not like India. In Malaysia, yeah, but also... I think more Middle Eastern countries. Yes. And we're in France. Yeah, but... Um... <sighs> that was a good non-reveal um I remember at my old work because we had a few um Indian drivers they had to put up signs in the toilet saying do not sit do not stand on the toilets and squat like that <laughs> because some people were doing that so she did call that much we know for sure. But we don't know what she said. Yes. Well, we don't even know if she called. Yeah, but I thought the police came because they... Oh, I don't know. I'll have to read. Maybe Jimmy called. Yes. Maybe she ran in and was acting all crazy. And Jimmy was like, um, this crazy bitch... Yeah, is maybe he's running around the store. And then by the time they got there, which is always the case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how angry this guy is. I don't know why. She's not fucking around. Mm. Should have taken the Playboy with her as well. 
That was another thing, by the way, too, about Orphan. It was fucking 2009, and the kids were looking at dirty magazines. <laughs> Who the fuck looks at dirty magazines when you're a kid in 2009? Why don't you look at porn on the internet like a normal person? Well, I always thought this song went them. really well with the movie. Yes. I remember um, in high school, one of the boys used to have pictures of porn in his pencil case. Oh. And then one of My the father. teachers spotted it. <laughs> like he did a double take. My father told me, and my father went to Catholic school all his life, by the way. He told me that when he was like in, um, I guess, middle school, like somewhere between five, fifth and eighth, um, it was commonplace for the boys in class to pull their dicks out under the desk. Okay. I did know that, because um, uh, another friend of mine went to another all-boys school that had a park behind it, and he used to say that a group of boys used to go to the park and do like a, a wank session. A circle jerk? Yeah. And how often did you, did you participate? I was part of that school. Uh, I was the pig Yeah, it was just you and Xavier on. Samuel. <laughs> Get over Xavier. Although he was in Elvis, just by the way. Oh. Uh, I bet you got excited. Yeah. I was like, oh, is that Xavier? <laughs> he didn't have... He had maybe... He got a little like a splinter in the wood or whatever the fuck the expression. <laughs> expression. <laughs> Crack in the wood, Crack is the that fat. what it was? <laughs> Crack in the fat. No. Every time I see him and stuff, I just um, pay attention You think to, of him shirtless on stage yeah. in school? I know. Uh... To his acting style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think of him in the chain gang all oh sweaty. <laughs> the and then you think about the time you took him and... <laughs> that was a really weird line. <laughs> it was very untimely. Well, it was more... Hopefully <laughs> people understand what I was talking about. Oh god, he's got a confederate flag on his car. Like the gas station attendant. Mm. Which I'm sure means something different overseas. Probably. Ah. It might have been a tribute to the fucking... Dukes. Dukes, yeah. Now, um, I, I, I'm curious to know what your interpretation is, but in the beginning, the way the credits 
are done with the light going through mm -hmm. them. I always thought that was because of the scene later when he tricks her by hanging the flashlight and the light shining back and forth. That's what that was supposed to represent. Mm, okay. I will have to check again, but I don't think so. <laughs> like when doctors uh, do the light from eye to eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or when they do a rectal exam, yeah. What eye are you talking about? The brown one. <laughs> and I like this music. The cast... The cast is very, very small. Yes. Did they speak to anyone else characters. in the um, special features or anything? No. Mm-mm. It's a ghost car. I don't know. Maybe he did in the second commentary, but I didn't listen to it because I was unimpressed with the first one. <laughs> yeah, that would scare the shit out <laughs> Here, I think, is where you see the yes. bullets. Yeah, I mean, the nails are very oval, and they don't look as, as dirty as they were in the gas station, I suppose, but it's still got the rings. You know, I find it quite, as a gay man, I find it quite hot when a woman can drive manual. Mmm. <laughs> Like, I always remember, I've still got memories of Charlize Theron driving a manual truck in um, trial, and all, trial and Error. Mm -hmm. That's what got her the role in uh, Fury Road. That is so great. This, this music actually reminds me a little bit of the music from The Truman Show. I've never seen that trash. Really? Uh, then I don't recommend Jim it to you. Carrey. Jim Carrey was so overexposed by that point, it was like, okay, I had enough. Now, I don't remember if um, toward the end, I'm going to give you a French lesson. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't remember if um, toward the end when um, they're on the road and Marie says, you don't love me. Um, I don't remember if it's in French or not. Um, I believe they were speaking in French in that section. Um, well, Alex, Alex says, si, si, je t'aime, si, je t'aime. Um, Which means, yes, I love you. No. Well, C-S-I is a polite contradiction in French. Oh, okay. So, otherwise she would have said, oui, je t'aime. Um, How would you... But, yeah, so she was trying to say, no, no, I do love you, I do love you. Oh, okay, yeah, I understand. 
I was wanting you to use that as an example, but yeah, now I get it. Like, you're wrong. I do love you. Yes. That is correct. Incorrect. We got these green houses around my ears. I think Jetem was the first thing I learned how to say in French. <laughs> you whore. Mon chéri. Ah, I shudder when I think of how rusty my French is. Do they have any um, uh, French learning places in Philly? I don't think so. I wonder if they do French Zoom lessons. Probably. I tried learning French once... Um, but I'm glad I didn't uh, when I was going to, <gasps> when I was going to Canada because I wouldn't have had enough time to learn it well enough to actually speak. Um, well, Canadian French is not the same as French French. Um, but I was doing it by first uh, getting um, I got like an audio cassette, like for children. Where, you know, it would... Yeah, you could get, like, conversational French. Yeah. But what I was trying to do... What I was trying to... Um, uh, I would um, translate songs that I knew and try work out... <laughs> speak... Uh, learn those words. Yeah. I, I did that, too, with certain things. Um, but you, you can't... You can't really do that because um, if you're using a translator, it it won't it won't turn out right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it might not get the meaning of the word properly. <coughs> no, or you would use get use uh, um, the wrong word. Well, we had a a, a game show here, a fun little game where um one of the categories was they would translate a song lyrics into Japanese and then retranslate them Ooh. back into English. And so you had to guess what song it was by the retranslated words. And so one of the, one of the uh, songs was um, uh, basically the chorus was Duck the Architect. Duck the Architect. Mm. Which was... Uh, and, and there was more to it, but that was... Uh, a translation of Bob the Builder. Mm -hmm. I kept trying to find French French translations of Madonna songs on YouTube, but I could not. I don't. Well, I remember. Sorry, you go. When I remember when American Life came out, they did like this big two-hour special. Um, for her, uh, it's a real, it's it's a um, it's a really popular. Well, I don't know if it's still around, but it's it's a uh, mu popular music show. Was it TRL? And yeah, it was TRL. Uh, 
Um, it was Le Chanson ah. Numero Un, which translates to the number one song. Okay. Um, so, yeah, she, basically she was sitting on a couch being interviewed by a guy speaking French, and then there was a guy next to her translating. And in between the um, the interview, the, I guess they were famous French pop stars. Mm -hmm. I don't know who they were. But they had um, people come out and do covers of her songs. Oh, okay. And you can tell that they didn't know they they were just singing phonetically that they didn't they didn't know what they were saying they didn't know english oh okay sorry i thought you were trying to say that they were singing it in french but they were yeah, no yeah, they, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. in english but they just yes. they learned it phonetically yes yeah I would have preferred if they had sung it in French. That would have been nice. I know Kylie's done a few duets with French singers and sung in French. Well, the only French the song that I know that Madonna's done is um, Le Vie en Rose. Oh, and was a and bit she of never even... in French? Oh, yeah, well, that was a verse. Yeah. And there's a little bit of French in Love Song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, but I feel that the Lovey and Rose people might sing phonetically. <laughs> you know, that they're singing and not knowing well, that's what a, they're that's a, that's a French standard. Yes, so yeah. Everybody covers that song. This was um, one of the main scenes that she was training for, or she had to train for. Yeah. Because this was quite arduous. Yes. Oh. Because well, I feel like even if it was a prop, like if it was really light, that would get quite tiresome yeah. after... <laughs> Yeah. If it was a foam thing, even, you know. Well, even if... It, I don't think it would have been foam. No. Uh, I think it was probably real, um, but she just wasn't hitting him. She was hitting, like... A dummy. You know, a dummy or yeah. a sack or whatever. But I think it, because of the the way she's swinging it so hard, it would it would have to have some kind of weight to it. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't have looked real. Bounce right back. Bounce right back. <laughs> oh my god. I was listening to the commentary on the Slumber Party Massacre remake. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, but they said, or the director said, uh, I'll get into some of that shit as the director said when we do the commentary for that, but they had a styrofoam drill bit. Yeah. Um, for like the extreme close ups. That and they had a um 
a uh, what's it called failsafe. So yeah, yeah. if there was pressure put on the drill, it would stop. Yeah. Oh, so sorry. Was that was that what you were going to say? <laughs> yes, because yep, you yep. reminded me because you said it was, she had a she had a foam. Yep, 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 yep. Stick. So they used a foam drill bit. Yep. Yeah, I, I certainly enjoyed the timing of this reveal. Um, had it been at the end, that I think that would have been far too overdone. I think that would have been... Because a lot of people think that this twist is a kind of a fuck you to the audience. But I think if they would have done it that way at the very end yes. before the credits, that would have been a fuck yes. you to the yeah. audience. But the way it's it's done and the, the, the merging yes. of fantasy and reality, I think it works so well. Yeah. The uh, audience being up to date for the last uh, 10 minutes works really well. Yes. But even still, so many people don't get it. <laughs> well... I was, look, I was looking at reviews on Letterboxd and shit, and you would be you would be surprised at how I many do people find say funny this movie when people makes like, no sense. <laughs> Hopefully they're being facetious Silverstone. Now she's unchaining her because it's time to scissor. And knowing what we know, it makes um, Alex's uh, here a lot more traumatic. Like, you're so much more worried for her. Yeah. If we didn't know what was the case, we'd be like, oh, you know, like. So I would guess that she probably f took the knife herself and hid it on her. Oh, okay. And Marie didn't know about it. Yeah. Why are you always laughing at the most inappropriate <laughs> moments? It's my it's serious matter. What? Calm down. 
on you, Alex. I, although I, I agree with what you were saying earlier. I feel that Alex should have been fr voiced by a French. If they were going to have uh, Marie with a French accent, Alex should have had one as well. I would have preferred to be all American mm -hmm. actors. Um, the translation, too, is different in that other dub. Yeah. Oh, that fucking thing. <laughs> that thing is scary. It's a brick cutter. And that shot of him holding it when he comes out of the fucking van is also scary. Yes, yes. Because he looks crazy. Well, he's got a face like a nutsack. See, that's the sound that um, gay performers make in, <laughs> yes. in the French ones. They go, ah, when they're being drained. Ah. No, I'm kidding. French porn is very attractive. It's very sexy. What do you like in French porn? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Although they've got interesting music. Well, from the ones that I've seen. <laughs> oh, the, all, the, all the French porn I've seen, it's no, no music. I don't like music in porn. Mm. Oh no, like the ones that I saw, it had lead up that. Oh no, actually, and then they had like a beat that went on during the music, during the fucks. No, I don't like that. I just like quiet. <laughs> because then you get to hear all the squishing sounds. Ooh. At what point would you not get out of the car? <laughs> this is nuts. Well, I think they ruined a camera during the scene or something like I think they did yeah I think they did and like the fact that he can't reach the guy makes it even more graphic he can only mm. get him with the tip well sometimes it's just the tip yeah that's all you need to do some serious damage Where the fuck do you even get something like that? Oh, Kenneds? We don't have that? <laughs> I'm sure you could probably get it from Audi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Audi. Yes. Costco. Next to the cabana chips. No, you don't. I've got the weird... <laughs> you know, you can buy a generator one week from Audi. So delicate tapping away at the window. <laughs> she managed to hang on to the knife, though. After all this, no, she got a um. Oh, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it like a, a crowbar yeah. or something? Well, don't take it out. Oh, 
keeping the blood in. That's a steel. Yeah, so you could get it from the steel dealership. I know you dislike the movie, and I don't really like it either, but there was only one scene where I was um, affected by in Hostel 2, was when the guy is taking the, the saw up to her face and it gets her hair caught. Seizure town. Seizure town. Yeah, so it's saying, yes, I do love you, in the subtitles. I still don't know what that means. I guess she was plotting it the whole time and she saw uh, Alex's family as, it, you know, what was keeping them apart. Yeah. So that was the way she, she viewed it. Mm. I mean, it could be, <laughs> just guessing it, but her own family was like anti-lesbian and so she was projecting that onto Alex's family and so like when she was masturbating and that brought out the killer that sort of had to do with that guilt element of sexual desire <laughs> oh such a good fucking movie why did it have to be so why did he have to ruin it well there is nothing new under the sun what's been done has been done hmm. and I really thought it's a the storyline is so um, it's thin, yeah. but I think all of the the little Easter eggs um, gives it more depth. Yeah, um, because it show it it shows that there is more to this than just a very 
generic slasher movie. Yes. Um, and, and the ending in particular, the twist, um, I think is really what makes it uh, substantial. Yeah. Added to that, the um, the element of how the intensity of it, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Because I feel that yeah, that this is a, a storyline you could easily recreate, but be very crap if you know, depending on how the mood and how people behave, and just like uh, you know, if you have idiots. I think it's the fact of having. Um, interesting victims that makes the movie good for me um if they're ones that I can barrack for or um well I mean there's really no point yeah. if you can't have uh, victims who you feel I mean for there are movies that, where I feel like just die already and it's like yeah that's like the Friday the 13th syndrome I mean like you know, there's so many characters in every one, and they're all cookie cutter, and you don't give a shit when they die because yeah. you don't know them. Yeah. Um, but um, with something like this, and it's just the Marie character carrying the film, and you get to see this side of her that she concocted. It's very different. Mm. I mean, it's it's similar, but it's also very different to a lot of the movies that had come before it. Yeah. Even the, I mean, there's a lot of catch twenty twos here, um, but even the, even with the plagiarism, there's still a huge originality, a huge bit of originality to it. So, I guess you know, um, maybe Alexander. That's why Alexander. for me, the, the, the scales are even. Yep, yep. At what point, let's say you hear a story or, or read a story and it sets off an idea in your head, how much of that original story do you then um, give credit to that idea? Although, in say, you know, not using this movie as an example, because you're saying how much of it was taken from the original texts, but you know, at what point is an idea not original versus? Uh, but you know, any idea well, comes but, comes, mean, a, comes with like having lived an experience. Well, there, there, there are. Um... There's a book, a writing book, called uh, The Seven Basic Plots. Um, and there really are only seven different kinds of stories that you can tell. Yeah. Um, and it's like, one's a love story, one's a revenge story, um, things like that. So, um, you're... And... With movies, there's a, there's the whole subgenre where it's like, for example, there's the body count or slasher movie or 
then there's the rape re- revenge type movie. Yeah. Um, and then you have body horror. So it's like you have all these different things, all these different stories that are being told different ways, but at their core, they're the same. Yeah. Well, it's to me, movies, uh, you know, in some respect, there's a similarity between that and um, chord progressions where you can't copyright chord progressions because there's only so many that you can do. So, you know, a lot of songs will have the one, four, five chord progressions and just use that, you know, over and over. Because, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you try to be different, then it sounds awkward and it's not very good music. Remember when Sam Smith got sued by fucking... Um uh, what was his name? No. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Um, what the hell is this? Uh, Tom Petty. Ah, for what song? Uh, his big, his big um song is "Stay with so Me." Oh, okay. No, I had no idea. <laughs> Yeah, because he still... Well, I think it was inadvertent. Cause, and I I was actually surprised because it was so simplistic. But um, it was... Um, Stay with me, you're all I need. Mm. Was the same melody as... I won't back down, no I won't back down. So won't you stay with me? Please don't sing that song. I won't. I hate that song. Okay. Um, Yeah. But then when you listen to, but then when you listen to like um, the fucking um, Robin Thicke's Robin Thicke song, and Uh, compare it to the uh, Marvin Gaye um, Marvin Gaye song, it's like okay, (laughs) there's no denying that you lifted this song. Yeah. Yeah. We had a famous um, um, song in Australia <laughs> um, that was popular for like it was from the eighties, but only re- like a, let's say in the thousands, the um, musicians got sued because it had a very similar um, musical melody to a old um, like children's song, and the um, I think the band was Men at Work. But anyway, the, the lead singer ended up killing himself, and a lot of people reckon it's sort of to do with the whole case. Oh, my God. Well, I would think a children's song would be in the public domain. Yeah, uh, which maybe that's what they thought as well. But Or, or like they're trying to say that they hadn't, but then if you hear the, if you hear the songs together, um, they're very... I don't know if you know... Do you know the song Kookaburra Sits in the Old Gum Tree? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I do. So, um, and there was a song called Land Down Under, which uh, had a riff in it that was very similar to the melody. Well. Yes, I know I knew the, I know the Kookaburra song because it's in one of David Sedaris' books. Oh, okay. I was surprised that uh, you know, you, well, that apparently the song Tommy Kangaroo Downspool is known in America. <laughs> and that's, I was embarrassed when I found that out, but 
Um, I wouldn't say it's well known, no. but I remember when Nicole Kidman hosted Saturday Night Live. She was playing. Remember that? Remember that character that Mike Myers played, where he was. It was. It, it would not fly today. But he was he was a little boy, but he was special needs, no, and he wore you. a helmet. <laughs> yeah, he wore he and he would not. Um, he was not allowed to have sugar because he had like ADHD, and yeah. he was. Um, but yeah, uh, he was that character, and he had met Nicole Kidman's character. She was supposed to be a little girl. I think they had they had met at a park or something. And um, she was playing an Australian character who was visiting America, and she sang a bit of that. Um, Tommy Kangaroo Dance. The Kangaroo. Mm. Yes, that's all. What does it mean? I don't get it. I don't know, but the guy who did it is a pedo. So. Oh, no. <laughs> that's fine. No, I don't care for yeah. that. Those were the days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 On that note. <laughs> On that note. So, um, I'm sure after we've wrapped, I'm going to kick myself for all of the things that I wanted to say about the movie but forgot to say about the movie. Oh, you can say them now. generally, I don't remember. Because oh, okay. <laughs> generally, I have a to lot you. to say. <laughs> Yeah, generally I have a lot to say about this movie. I have many opinions um, because of all of the the many layers that it has to it. Um, it's a well done I feel, thriller. Well done horror. I feel as though that I've, I, maybe I was just into it this time. Because I hadn't seen it in a while. Yeah. Um, so, what about you? Do you have any final thoughts on Tension? Um, uh, let's say buy attention. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yes. Bonjour. All right. Well, I want to say thank you to Tony for joining me. <laughs> thank you for having me. For this new French extremity. And um, I want to say thank you to everybody for listening. And until next time, this is Brandon Ford wishing you all unpleasant dreams.